Welcome to another episode of Talk Your Way Up, a platform where you become a better speaker. When we first started this platform, uh, Talk Your Way Up, we wanted to create a repository where we can learn anything and everything about public speaking from a lot of people. Before we dove into it, Vikas and I, we came up with a list. We came up with a list of speakers who we would love to learn from and have their insights. And one name on that list was Matthew Varghese. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the final and the last episode of the impromptu speaking series at Talk Your Way Up. Over the last few episodes, we gave few insights uh, and tips uh, after based off of our practice sessions and our experience in contest about impromptu speaking and extempo speaking in general. Today, we have a guest joining us, Matthew Varghese. And the way we came to know about Matthew Varghese is because he is acclaimed as the impromptu speaking champion. Now, for the Toastmasters out there, he was the District 92-2019 table topic champion. For the non-Toastmasters out there, he's just really good at impromptu speaking. Uh, with that, Matthew, this is definitely a huge uh, milestone for us as Talk Your Way Up, and uh, we love to have you here on the platform. So thank you so much for joining us, Matthew. Thank you so much for having me. It's humbling and it's a pleasure to be spending some time with you this evening. Fantastic, fantastic. Looking forward to this entire session. We have a beautiful session planned out. So to start off with, uh, Matthew, um, how did you get started with this uh, public speaking journey? Uh, like, how did you fall into it? Because, I mean, clearly you won both table topics and evaluation. So you're just an overall really good public speaker, the way I look at it. So how did you find your passion and love for public speaking uh, in your life? Well, I think the answer lies in the question that you raised, uh, Harith. You mentioned how did you fall into public speaking? And to be very honest, I really fell and I fell with my face down long, long ago. That was way back. Uh, I was just 14 and my first speech went really well because of which my dad pushed me into a couple of more speech contests. But my second, third and fourth were disaster. It was humiliating and it was an embarrassment. At which point in time I said, I'm never ever going to step on stage and for the next 25 years I never did that so I really fell hard and I detested the stage so I went through school I went through the rest of my college I went through corporate but never I had the guts and never had the urge to step on stage and then one day I happened to see an advertisement I used to be in Kuwait those days and I saw an advertisement which says which said want to improve your communication and leadership skills, join Toastmasters. I wondered what that was, but I went there and I liked what I saw. And that's how I got into this platform. It's been 10 years now. And now I've realized that uh, whenever I get an opportunity, I do speak. I'm a member of the a local Toastmasters club here called Talk Magic Toastmasters. Looking back, I think it was a grave mistake that I made way back when I was a young boy deciding not ever, never ever to step on stage. But today I tell my students, I tell the people I come in association, whom I associate with, that one of the most important things you could do is try to find that voice of yours. Because when you find that voice, you can go out and talk to people, you can share ideas, you can make those presentations, which otherwise you would never have made. 
so that's how i got started and now they say once you get started you don't want to stop so i'm just a baby i think i'm still learning to take those steps and i hope i learn them quicker than later fantastic fantastic that's a great transition matthew i mean from a disaster speech to quitting public speaking for such a long time and now you're an expert in impromptu speaking so that i think that speaks volume to what you have achieved thank you vikas i'll take that as a compliment <laughs> definitely i mean uh, we do look forward to learn from you and get there one day thank you having won the contest uh, i'd really like to know how you prepared for it oh if if only i had a chance to prepare if only somebody had given us the topic a day or two in advance <laughs> but uh, unfortunately for impromptu speaking at least it does not happen so you go at, get on stage you're given a topic and you got to you know go on the fly and just think what comes to your mind so honestly i do not know whether anybody can prepare for a table topic uh, segment i i don't think i do okay it, uh, it was mark twain who had once said that it takes me more than 3 weeks to prepare an impromptu speech so maybe mark twain is right but somehow i cannot subscribe to that uh, notion yeah but there's another saying by franklin roosevelt who said be sincere be brief be seated so you go on stage you get the topic some days you may have a good topic other days you may not get as good a topic as you would have wanted to but at the end of the day it's not what you get it's what you have within you and you go out and speak so i am not sure whether you can really prepare for this but the less prepared the better is where i come from that's an interesting perspective matthew really uh, so over the past few episodes right harith and i we've been uh, experimenting with uh, preparing for impromptu speaking as uh, you mentioned yes we do get the topic right on stage and we have to think on the spot but uh, we were trying to figure out if there's a way we can prep for the if not the topic itself to get beyond the nervousness of the stage to become more confident to be able to uh, think quickly and express what we have to within that few uh, seconds and and speaking on this lines each of us Uh, i feel have a different way we approach a topic right when we come on stage so uh, in one of our episodes we were uh, discussing what each of us uh, harith and i thought in the first few seconds when we get a topic and we're really curious to know how you approach yes uh, you did mention it's very on the spot very impromptu but what goes in your mind in the first 10 seconds when you are on there given a new topic in front of a huge audience and you have to speak and impress them sure first of all when you ask me that question i feel the urge of going back and listening to what you have put up in the past episode so i so that we we come on the same page but uh, i'll do that later maybe but i think you have a valid point when you say you can't prepare for the topic but maybe maybe the demeanor you have maybe the way you you know you have a mindset when you go on stage that that could be different so one of the things i'd like to do when i go on stage is first is to listen intently so the you now you you're given a topic and the first mistake you could make is 
not being able to catch the topic well. When I was in the Gulf, I remember a topic was given to somebody who went for table topic and the topic went like this. Your opinion, women are better drivers. And the man, you know, the Toastmaster went on for a super start. He started talking about ladies in Asia. He talked about women in Europe. And finally he came, you know, after everything he said, he said, yes, European women, women are better drivers. So the, the table topic master had only asked him your opinion. He took that to read as European. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and the audience must be wondering okay where is he going with this i i do not know about the audience but for sure i was wondering and i'm wondering what happened and i asked him later boss what happened and he said wasn't i on spot and i said no i think you got it completely wrong but but why go far you know it happened to me last year during uh, i mean 2019 district semi finals i'm on stage and i get this topic and the topic is deadlines are negative inspiration and for a second i'm wondering is it dead lions or is it headlines <laughs> <laughs> because either way you're right right i mean if you have a lion he's a, a king of the jungle the ferocious lion that you know and then suddenly you say a dead lion is no inspiration at all but in that spur of the moment i went for the latter i said deadlines and i went deadlines fortunately i was right so it's not about you know it's about how your presence of mind is because at that point in time if you have too much playing in your mind as to what will i say if this topic comes i would be saying this then you may tend to catch the wrong words and that could be disaster so one of the things i try to tell myself is listen very intently the second thing is be relaxed you know be you're standing there be in the moment the one topic or the one thing that you need to talk uh, you need to understand is you're not talking to impress anybody you're talking to express that's what table topic is all about so you can express what you have within you either through the books you've read either through the experiences you've had either through the education you've had these are the things that you have within you and you're there to express so what if you're not able to express well so be it you will have days which favor you you may have days that don't you may have topics that you can speak on for hours together you may find for some you may find some topics where you do not get the idea so you don't take that pressure of saying i have to do well and therefore you be you are very relaxed the third thing is you're thinking about the audience you're thinking about what is it that you could say that could benefit the audience by that you now you again take the pressure off yourself by saying that i'm here to do extremely well to impress to get the trophy no i mean you're you're there so that some of the words that you speak you hope and pray that it would impact the audience in some sort of way and the last thing is hope for the best because you never know what topic you'll get so while you're going there you hope you get a topic that you can speak on so to summarize that i think you've got to be relaxed you've got to listen very intently to what topic is coming towards you you're there only to express yourself not to impress anyone and finally you're hoping that you're able to say something that would be of value to the audience i think if you go with that frame of mind you're going to do yourself more service than if you went with the mindset that you know i've got to do this i've got to do that if this topic comes i'll speak on this i think that doesn't work at least it hasn't for me wonderful wonderful matthew one thing which you said really resonated with me right now uh, 
Uh, so you see table topics as a culmination of a lot of skills that we develop as a speaker. One is we learn how to express ourselves really well. And second, you end up reading a lot of books, you have a lot of experiences, you meet a lot of people and you have these, uh, this huge bucket of uh, experiences and life stories. And all this is what eventually comes out as table, I mean, when you're given a topic on stage, right? So as a person, if you, I mean, if you are developed as a speaker, if you are experienced as a person, if you're well-read and well-knowledgeable as a person, do you think that will go a long way in helping you uh, at table topics or impromptu speaking? I think it will. But the only thing you need to take care of yourself is, the only thing you need to take care of is yourself. Because you may have all these experiences, you may have a myriad of experiences and you may have read thousands of books. But somebody had also once said that no sooner you stand on stage, you realize that your mind sets right back in the audience. (laughs) And that's the last thing you want. So a few things you can do is definitely work on yourself, work on the experiences. I mean, you definitely have experiences and I don't believe that anybody has lesser experiences than the others. You have Toastmasters, young Toastmasters who today you know, come out and tell us stories that really impress and leave an indelible effect or impact on us. So stories are available with everyone. The more you read, the better, because at the end of the day, you can only give as much as you have got. So if you've got more within you, you can express more. So make it a habit to Listen to those videos, see those uh, inspirational, whatever inspires you, read those books. And at the end of the day, if you go on stage, be as relaxed, be in the moment. Don't think of the failures that you've had in the previous speeches, because today is a new day. This moment is a new moment. And this topic is a topic that nobody has ever received earlier. So you show up, you shut up and you step up. That's been a kind of uh, mantra that I follow. That's, That's really nice. Uh, you mentioned having a lot of stories, right? So, uh, when when you're given a topic, uh, how do you manage to instantly find or relate a story to it? For, for example, when uh, we asked you earlier uh, in the episode, you immediately uh, recalled the story about the European women incident. Is this something that comes out of practice or when you're relaxed or is there some trick to it to find the right stories at the right time? Now, don't get me wrong. Don't tell me that I have something in store for European women. I don't have that. (laughs) So it's just, it's just something that came on the top of my head and I, you know, said it, but I'm not sure if there is a way whereby you can relate it, whether it's just automatically, it just happens or whether it's through practice that when you go on stage and when you you know when you speak as much as you can i mean as with with passage of time maybe you just get the hang of recalling these stories i'm not sure how that works to be very very honest with you maybe there's a pattern to it but it's not it's not something that you it's not by design that you go there and say that i'm going to speak this story if this topic comes i don't think it happens that way it's not conscious. It's not conscious, yeah. So you have a lot of stories. If something that if something that you, you get a topic and you think some story jumps up from your subconscious mind and it catches on to this topic and it comes to your mouth. And uh, so if it, if it happens so, you're lucky. If not, you know, at least you try speaking. I think you start the motor of your mouth. And as you start, you know, sometimes you get a story in the first minute. Sometimes you get it at the fag end. 
but somehow i think the way we are wired we we get something to hook on to this topic when we start speaking and uh, you just take it and go with it and see where it goes because at the end of the day however well you've done or however well people think you've done you may not end up being satisfied because it was dale carnegie who said that there are always three version to the speeches that you give one the one that you write second the one that you hope you gave and third the one that you actually gave so you you really do not know you know what what's going to happen and more often than not when you come back and sit you will think oh my goodness i should have said this i should have said that that often happens to me so it's not that you get the best story and you go out and impress people it sometimes happens that you get a good story but even then when you come back and you think of it you'll say you know what i could have done better but then again you've got to calm yourself up and give yourself a pat on the back and say man you've done it be happy we'll see next time what happens so take it as it comes enjoy the journey because if you do not enjoy the journey then you're enduring the journey and i think thinking too much makes it a little more cumbersome when you go with a mind whereby you you think and tell yourself whatever comes i'm willing to accept the result i think that's when you're able to you know detach yourself from any outcomes and you're able to speak i think in the last couple of minutes you covered how to get over a lot of pitfalls that beginners face in table topics or impromptu speaking matthew uh, and and now that i think about it uh, you're right it all comes down to being relaxed on stage uh, and not overthinking the topics not not worrying about what you're going to say how it will how the audience will take it it's just about being relaxed express uh, your opinions and hope that you are able to give something for others to take away and that you've done a good job that was very insightful really i loved one thing that you said matthew just keep the motor running as soon as you come on stage uh, i love that uh, because in impromptu especially i mean for me when i started out uh, i had a mindset that i should come up with the best story on the spot and as soon as i heard the title so many ideas kept pouring in all of a sudden and i'm not sure what to go with uh and then i think way too much about it and my motor is anything but started uh so you have a mindset where you're like it it doesn't matter whatever comes to your mind i'm just going to let it out uh, like you don't have any filter that you place when you start speaking right is is uh, like was that a conscious switch that you did that i'm just going to speak my heart out uh, no matter what no filters whatever ideas come to my mind i'm just going to let it loose yeah maybe i'm not sure but i think uh, i read somewhere you know somebody said when you enjoy the process you don't have to worry too much about the outcomes and then f- even our friend mr roosevelt he said be sincere be brief be seated so you go on the stage you are trying to be as authentic as sincere as you can you have an idea you given a topic you want to address it the way it is asked to you your thoughts at that point in time matter and everybody thinks differently at two different points in time if you ask me for a speaking on a topic right now i may speak something which you may say man that didn't work out tomorrow if you ask me maybe i may speak much better than i what what i spoke today even though it wasn't a conscious effort so i think it automatically comes with practice especially when you have a club and you are a active member of the club and when you when you go and take these you know you take the stage as many times as you would have i've been along i've been in toastmasters for close to a decade so i'm not sure whether it's a conscious or a 
you know, unconscious effort. But I, I just believe that that's how table topics should be addressed. You enjoy. If it works for you, good. If it doesn't, there'll always be another time, right? True, true. And like you said, the longer we keep doing this, the more comfortable we get at just expressing our heart out. And clearly, you are extremely experienced. You've been in this whole public speaking uh, niche for uh, such a long time. So just being expressive just comes naturally to a lot of people who keeps doing this. And yes, uh, it, it definitely does get better with practice. The more you practice, the more expressive you get overall. Uh, right, right. One more thing which I wanted to know was, uh, like, do you have a preset structure that you have? Because there is a um, lot of topics that people keep giving. It, it can be some proverb, it can be a quote, it can be an incident from your life. Do you, uh, before you walk on stage, do you have a structure that you go with that, okay, I'll first have the story and then I'll conclude it? Or do you still have an intro body conclusion construct we usually use for a prepared speech, in fact? Do you bring yeah. those elements of a prepared speech into a table topic impromptu speech? Yeah, I would think. I would think I uh, any any speech that I try to go on stage, I have that structure in mind, that overall structure of a opening body and conclusion. So, you know, we were taught that when we started our Toastmasters journey, that every speech that you have should have an opening, it should have a body, it should have a close. So. I think that is a format or that is a template that that applies not just to prepared speeches. I think that applies to even table topics. So I would think that I use that, whether consciously or unconsciously, I do not know. But definitely, I think every speech should have an opening body and conclusion. Somebody had once said that you tell them what you're going to tell them, tell them and what you told, tell them what you told them. So that that kind of a speech template works in any situation. And I I, I think I follow that. Or I think everybody follows that, if I if I may put it that way, because I think that's the best way to go about any topic that you want to speak on. Yes, it's definitely, uh, Matthew. The three tell them approach is something we also advocated. Uh, being Toastmasters, it is quite popular among the community. So since you do have a structure, do you also have the conclusion or how you're going to end the speech in mind? when you start out or I, I know it's a really short span of time that we have to plan out everything but do you still manage to know where you're headed towards the end of the topic or, or towards the end of those two minutes well i wish i could say yes to that but somehow you do not know because you do not know what your next sentence is going to be and that's the reason when you come back you come back and think man i should have said this i could have said that so you just you just let your mouth run and you have to wait and see where it takes you because the thought process and the words it's i think it's it's just it just works in a way that there is a circular loop if i may put it that way i've never given it a thought you know what all the questions that you're bringing out some brilliant questions it's giving me food for thought as to what works for public speakers but i think it just it just flows and then uh, at the end of the day at the end of the 2 minutes or 2 and a half minutes you've got something that you've spoken on and basis which you conclude. Sometimes the conclusion may not even be there because you think you're still not sure as to whether you want to go left or whether you want to go right or north or south. But you give it some sort of uh, structure to just bring it to an end so that you don't just you know, have a hard landing. You bring it to a soft landing and possibly leave something for the audience's opinion or for the audience's imagination. So to answer your question very specifically, I somehow I don't think we can be... Unless it's a very specific topic which asks you, what would you prefer? 
you know, rum or whiskey. And I'm a teetotaler, so I would say none of these. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, so like in in a in a typical table topic setting, uh, I just had one more uh, point. So in table topics, typically we have a timer. So after one and a half minutes, they are flashing you a card. So you have total of two minutes to two and a half minutes to finish your entire speech. So uh, do you have like a mental checklist where as soon as the time is like one and a half or two minutes, I'm going to start concluding because like you said, we need to have a structure. It it shouldn't. I mean you. Uh, you don't want to leave the audience in an abrupt ending or uh, you need a very smooth uh, conclusion to ease into so do you have like a mental check where okay as soon as i see that it's 2 minutes or 1 and a half minutes i'm going to start wrapping it up and finish my speech you know harit i have seen both sides of the light okay i have been dis- disqualified on time so <laughs> you know for a couple of seconds you know what i what i would like to have done is to start my conclusion when it comes to 2 minutes ideally i would like to conclude that way but many a times i somehow don't even then i'm not even able to see the timer or what the card shows and then i've got to come back and then think to myself and ask my folks you know or my toastmaster friends my club members do you think i went over time because i typically bring it to a very you know it i'm i'm more or less on the edge of it and i wouldn't recommend that to anybody i think by the time you see the the even before the red you should start conclusion because you should not go till the fag end and this is an advice if you have to ask myself what is the advice you would give you know what you what advice would you give yourself i would give myself the same advice don't wait for the red to show the red is just something for you to it's a grace period so you should not tread on that line even if you are able to wind up a little early earlier the better so by the time you see Uh, a yellow go up or an amber go up which is around 2 uh, minutes or maybe 1 and 1/2 minutes you start slowly winding up but sometimes you end up you have so much to say and you haven't said it what do you do at those times then you say okay timer you can keep your hands up i'm going to speak come what may and therefore you may see the other side of the light but i think you should start winding up if you haven't started winding up before the red light has come up at least by the time the red light shows you have to wind up and then have some 15 20 seconds and bring it to a close by 220 at best but try not to tread into that space at all i have done that mistake many a times i continue to do that but somehow i think uh, you know even i'll take that advice for myself i'll listen to that podcast of yours once you send me the link and i'll say this is something i need to listen from me <laughs> <laughs> i think it's a really good uh, advice for all the toastmasters who are preparing for table topics contest this year as well Right. and uh, for for the listeners who uh, aren't aware of the timelines uh, a table topic contest goes on for 2 minutes but you get a 30 second buffer period after you are shown a red card at the end of 2 minutes where you can now wrap up your speech and if you exceed beyond 2 minutes 30 seconds uh, you get disqualified thanks matthew for that tip where we start to wrap up around the amber card which is Uh, around 130 mark that's a beautiful checklist that uh, you you keep up even before you walk up on stage that okay as soon as this pops up i need to conclude my story and then give a good conclusion matthew one very common issue that we kept facing was that i mean you 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 brought out a beautiful example in the starting of this episode where one guy was put on the spot uh, and he was uh, asked a question uh now what if you are asked a question in which you still haven't framed an opinion about like if you already have an opinion you just i mean all you have to do is express it 
but let's say it's something controversial or something which you haven't given it much thought uh, it's always challenging to come up with an opinion on the spot and convince your audience in the next 2 to 2 and a half minutes impromptu so if you are placed in such a situation how do you go about it yeah i agree harit if you are not able to convince yourself how is it that you are able to i mean how is it that you are even thinking of convincing the audience that becomes a tough thing if you're asked an, about something you don't have an opinion of but uh, i think table topics does not give you that choice i have had topics where you you're asked a or b and i'd say i'd go for c maybe but i don't think that's the right approach you know to go for a i think if they ask you something whether you've got to choose between a and b you decide on what you would have chosen in that situation at that circumstance basis what comes to your mind and that's the beauty of impromptu speaking if they've asked you something you haven't don't have an opinion about it frame an opinion in those 2 minutes because decision making and forming opinions is one of the hallmarks of any person who's a good leader so i think that's a good platform for us now you've given me another reason to attack table topics or address table topics that's because you can decide on the spot so here we are trying to <laughs> we are trying to promote table topics maybe but yeah i'm not sure about how to answer that question i think i would take one of the two and see where i'm more inclined to if i'm inclined to option 1 as compared to option 2 then maybe i'll find reasons and in the half halfway through if i think that that reason which i'm giving does not make sense and maybe i'll jump on to option option 2 and then leave the audience either spellbound or completely confused <laughs> <laughs> but so be it because in in table topics there's no right or wrong so you know that's the beauty of table topics you can go and speak your heart out you can speak your mind out because even the if you are not convinced and maybe the audience also don't have an opinion yet so then you can either convince them or confuse them <laughs> <laughs> that, that's interesting because uh, table topics uh, is it, not just about being able to speak on spot as you mentioned it it also helps us make quick decisions and th- this is a skill that is very crucial especially for leaders right and right. that that's a added benefit of being able to speak impromptu and i might digress a little from the topic here but matthew over this entire episode uh, you've taken examples of many influential leaders that i admire dale carnegie roosevelt uh, mark twain is it safe to assume that uh, you two have taken a lot of inspirations from them and could you let us know what it is in these leaders or anybody else that has inspired you or has helped you grow as a speaker oh definitely i mean uh, you look at all these people that we spoke about they're all masters in their own trade dale carnegie he you know he has changed people's lives with the books that he has written with the public speaking courses that he has come up with so he's a very famous figure in the speaking circle so i have his book which i read and all the other people i draw inspiration from so many other people that i've you know i i do a bit of reading and therefore what i've understood is at the end of this at the end of all this what matters most is are you happy doing what you want to really do and i see the people who have really made the cut are the people who stretch and go beyond what their status quo is they want to do something better and bigger they want to express and expand themselves more than what they were yesterday so i i really draw a lot of inspiration see because most of my life i have lived a very mediocre life i have lived a, like an introvert i was be the quietest guy in the class teachers would have no issues with me 
But then uh, I've come to realize when we met, when we had a school reunion for 25 years and they asked somebody to come on stage and speak, people would have been surprised when they saw this little fellow who never ever spoke to get on stage and speak. So things have changed and uh, lots of people, I find a lot of inspiration from even the speakers, Les Brown, my mentor, Bob Proctor, with whom I work closely. I, you know, I'm a consultant for their institute. So these people... They've gone out and they're not, they're not very qualified and they're not people who have worked the academic way. They have their skills, they have their gifts. And I believe that everyone, each one of us has our own gift. The problem is, do you take the time to look within? Don't just look around for inspiration. Sometimes great inspirations come from within you. But you need to take that time. Go and visit yourself because your inside wants to tell you a story. Are you listening to that story? And that's something I've started to do because... I think we owe it to ourselves to expand, express, grow, stretch, inspire, empower, and leave an indelible signature on the souls of other people. So I think that's important. And that's something that I strive to do. It's no point in being, you know, coming year after year. It's no point in being the same speaker who comes the next year. Be a different speaker with a different mindset, with a different attitude, with different skills. And that's when you'll be able to make a better impact and be a better speaker than what you were one year ago. At the end of the day, you're not, you're not competing with anybody. You're competing with yourself. You're creating. Because once you go into the competitions phase, then more often than not, you, know, you, you wouldn't do yourself as much uh, service. So it's better to be creating, better to be comparing yourself yesterday to today so that you, are, you have an opportunity to grow. And that has been my philosophy. And I, I definitely, as you said, I'm inspired by a lot of people around me, not just leaders, but just small, you know, small time people whom you see working day in and day out. They inspire me because they all have this inner instinct of growth and being better. Did you show me the red card? <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, we have reached Amber at this stage. <laughs> We'd love to speak more, but yeah, we. We'll have to wrap it up and it was really great learning so many things, talking to you. And Matthew, earlier today while we were talking, you mentioned about your program, Thinking Into Results, uh, associated with Proctor Gallagher Institute. Uh, could you tell us more about what this program does and how it aims to help people? Yeah, so Thinking Into Results is a program that was uh, that's, that's run by the Proctor Gallagher Institute and as a consultant, I... I help my clients to become a better version of themselves. See, the problem that we face is many a times we are branded because of the results that we have received. A student is told that he's an A-grade student because of the marks that he has secured in the past. A salesman is told that he's only as good as the sales report shows. But this program tells you that the past need not keep you a prisoner. You can have the results that you really truly desire. So rather than thinking from results, rather than thinking of what you were able to achieve in the past, you're thinking into results. Because as humans, we can create the results that we really want. Now, George Bernard Shaw had once said that people are always blaming circumstances. He said, I don't believe in circumstances. The people who get on in this world are the people who look for the circumstances they want. And if they can't find them, they create them. So you and I have a responsibility of creating the circumstances that we really desire in our life. We can't blame the people around us. We can't blame our bosses. We can't blame the corporate. We can't blame the, the virus that's around us. 
Of course, there are factors, but can you overcome those inhibitions, those paradigms that's holding you back and going forth and becoming the real best version of the person you could really become? That's what this program is all about. Wow, that sounds great, Matthew, and especially so relevant in today's time. And before we wrap this up, is there anything else that you'd like to leave the listeners with? Yeah, for anybody who is interested in getting good at public speaking or table topics, I would only tell them risk. Take as much risk. Make yourself vulnerable because as they say, if you are not willing to risk, you cannot grow. And if you cannot grow, you cannot be your best. If you cannot become your best, you cannot be happy. And if you cannot be happy, then what else is there? As Les Brown would have said it. So take the risk. Decide to bite the bullet and then you will see progress. You may not see it in a day or a week, but then when you show up consistently, the benefits are definitely there for you to, you know, to take home. It was a pleasure talking to you today, Matthew, and I'm sure all the listeners have had a lot to take away. For those of you who want to reach out to Matthew, you can find him on his Facebook page, Matthew Bobby Vergies or the Instagram handle matthew.verg. And if you're interested in knowing more about his program Thinking Into Results, you can visit matthewv.thinkingintoresults.com. And with that, we come to an end of the impromptu speaking section. I hope you enjoyed it just as much as we did. Do write to us and let us know what you think. And watch out for the coming episodes where we start a whole new segment. So thank you for tuning in today. And remember, YouTube can talk your way up.